let's catch up with the SAP Cloud Platform SDK for iOS. Hi, I'm Ian Thane. Thank you very much for joining uh, another uh, SAP Code Talk. And I have Stan Stadelman in San Ramon, California. Stan, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So uh, we're still in our home offices, uh, but I wanted to catch up with you because I was speaking to our developer advocate, Kevin Moosig, uh, last week. And he mentioned something really interesting. But before I give all the game away, I wanted to uh, put you on the spot and ask whether you could give me a comparison um, or, or at least, you know, sort of uh, the difference, uh, shall we say, between uh, uh, UIKit and Swift UI. Yeah, so, so UIKit is the um, user interface framework for iOS for 13 versions, 12, 12 versions, I guess. Um, it's imperative. Um, and kind of the classic pattern is that a lot of applications use logic um, related to the state of the components um, to, to drive the, the user experience. So there's a lot of checking of, you know, here's the value of this text field, here's the is enabled or is selected value of this particular button or control. So it's extremely imperative. Um, and Swift UI was launched last year um, on stage at the Worldwide Developer Conference. Uh, and it is a declarative um, uh, user interface paradigm. Um, and it does an extremely good job of isolating the state of the components from the application. So an application developer actually no longer has access to the state of the controls. Um, so it forces you as a developer to put your mod to externalize your model. Um, and it results in really good data flow um, between the model and the user interface. What about the cross-platform uh, aspect of this all? Is there anything there, Stan? Yeah, I mean, this is really interesting because um, Apple launched the Catalyst OS. Um, they announced it two years ago. They launched it last year, which allows UIKit developers to take the same code base, the same user interface code base and run it natively on Mac OS. Um, and this really is a strategic topic to say, okay, I've got 10 million iOS developers. Mm -hmm. Let's say, uh, and I'm, I'm rough estimating, let's say I have an order of magnitude fewer yeah. for Mac. Yeah. Um, so this is a, an ecosystem play. Um, Swift UI is also cross-platform. Uh, and not only does it support uh, iOS and Mac, but it also supports watch. Um, and so this, I think, from a future looking perspective, really makes sense uh, in terms of being able to address all the devices in the Apple ecosystem. Yeah. I think actually uh, in our last code talk, we mentioned a little bit about it. And are you saying obviously Fiori for iOS is, is, has been our model in the past and that has been very much uh, part and parcel of uh, use or using UIKit. So just remind the audience again, what's happening with regard to Swift UI and Fiori for iOS going forward. Yeah, um, so the, that's a two part answer. Um, so we released version 5.0 of the cloud platform SDK for iOS uh, in February. Uh, and at that point, uh, we dropped support for iOS 12. So we support iOS 13 and higher. Um, and that opened up 
the ability for us to adopt the iOS 13 only features, Swift UI and Combine. Um, and so we, at this point, are starting to adopt Swift UI in our internal implementation of new controls or, or even fixes to existing controls. Um, so that even though developers are still consuming the UI kit based interfaces that they're um, familiar with, um, they're getting uh, some of the benefits of, of the Swift UI uh, implementation. Uh, we're also simultaneously starting to develop net new components um, with a Swift UI interface as well. Um, and, uh, and we're doing this in the open source community. So this is kind of the, the new and exciting uh, announcement. And this is where actually Kevin Musig comes into the picture because he was actually Tantamine, Tantamine said, yeah, you know, we've got this uh, Swift UI open source sort of gig happening. And I'm thinking, right, I've got to get on a code talk with Stan Stableman and this is where we are. So, we, so tell us yeah, a, it's, it, a little bit more deeper into that, Stan. Yeah, it's terrifically exciting um, because, I mean, one of the asks of a lot of our developers over the years have been for for an open source uh, access to to somewhere all of the cloud platform sdk for ios um, and this is for a couple of reasons i mean as a developer you know I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable if i have access to the implementation i can um you know make enhancements uh fix bugs if i need to i can fork i think forking is probably one of the more um, significant dimensions of this um and so this project uh, is actually on publicgithub.com slap slash uh, github.com. Um, and so, you know, we, we can finally participate in that open source community uh, as a group of iOS developers, um, which, is, which is really exciting. Okay, so I'm pretty certain we're not gonna bore the ocean in the early stages. So where, what are we starting with first? So we're starting with uh, charting. Um, so SAP acquired a company, Romby, uh, a few years ago. Uh, Romby was kind of the best in breed and yeah. uh, on-device visualization. Uh, and they had a, a charting library that we were using in Fiori for iOS, uh, which was really quite good. It had very good user interactions and a good set of charts. Um, that said, um, there are still some additional charts that we wanted to implement, you know, things like, like donut and radius and you know, stacked bar, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so we were kind of making that, that evaluation of, you know, do we go, do we keep going on this code line or, you know, Swift UI is really beautifully suited, honestly, for, for things like plotting. Um, and so it's a natural fit for charts. And so we've been working over the past three months to um, implement some new charts and also re-implement some of the existing Rumpy charts in Swift UI. Um, and so this module is part of the open source project. The other thing that we're working on is an implement is a renderer um, for integration cards. So integration cards are a Fiori element, um, and the cards are similar to um, classic UI5 overview page cards in the sense that they, they have kind of a similar look and feel, and they're originally designed for dashboards. Um, the integration card elements, though, differ in that they are intended to be more modular. So they can actually be packaged as a card bundle mm -hmm. um, so that the data is also either in line or bundled as a as a relative resource um, and so this opens up a number of opportunities for things like sap mobile cards utilizes this pattern um, and in the sdk uh, we're looking at scenarios of also kind of dashboards with uh, inline and offline 
uh, content. Uh, and also, I think forward-looking, I think these probably play a fairly significant role in an AR type of experience. Um, so I'm, I, I think it's a big deal in that dimension as well. Sam, thank you very much for joining me today. And I'm sure, as always, we'll have you again on a future Code Talk. Thank you.